G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. The Story I've got this perfect life, perfect family, we're all going to church, we've all got God, everything's great. To the point that I even, towards the end of the year, um, applied to go to Bible college because I thought, no, look, I've I've missed out so much, I need to catch up. But um, I still felt there was something wrong and I remember even speaking to my mentor at the time saying, no, I think there's something wrong, I think there's something, Jim's not telling me something, I think there's something wrong. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, last time we heard Jim Raystrix share his incredible story of transformation from being distant from his wife and having an affair to becoming a Christian and then being called into ministry. Remarkable. But after the interview was over, Eric Scadabo asked Jim if his wife would be interested in sharing her side of the story. So Jim sent his wife a text and one thing led to another and a spontaneous interview happened later that same day when both Jim and his wife Lee came back to the studio. Now on previous programs, Jim shared that he was in the middle of an affair when Lee asked him to go to church. Today, Lee will share her story and what led her out of the blue to ask Jim to go to church when they had never gone to a church as a family before. Jim and Lee are chatting with Eric Scadabo in our Melbourne studios. I want to welcome back to the studio, Jim Raystrick. Welcome back. Good to be back. Thanks, Eric. Glad to have you with us once again in the studio. And this time, you brought somebody special. I did so. Uh, This is my wife, Lee. Lee Raystrick, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. We want to hear your perspective today on the program. But Mm -hmm. before we get to that time when you asked him to go to church, let's find out a little bit about your background. Where were you born and raised? Um, born in Croydon, and I'm the oldest of eight children, so as our family was getting bigger, we needed more land, so we moved out to Hillsville when I was about 11 years old. Yeah, so big family. Growing up, um, my parents thought it'd be great for me to have a spiritual input, so they would send me to church with my grandparents. They actually wouldn't attend, I think. I used to think of it as um, just being babysat, mm. um, just being out Did of the way. Did it have a real big impact on your life? Um, I guess, foundationally, I always believed there was a God. But by the time I hit my teens and, again, we were being sent to church, I I kind of didn't really see how God sort of fit in. Mm -hmm. By that stage, I had already met my future husband. (laughs) That's Um, right. This guy over here you met while you were in high school? At high school. um, Mm -hmm. And at that point thought, yep, boys, um, life, parties, just have fun. That was life. So I think, um, yeah, I told my parents, yeah, I'm not going to church anymore. And Mm -hmm. they didn't press it. And I guess... The rest of the family followed afterwards. The other children stopped going mm-hmm. as well, and we just moved on and did life. Then the two of you eventually married and had children. We did, yes, yes. So we married, I was 21, um, moved on, had started having children two years after that, um, kept really involved with the family. I think my sister was having children at the same time, and we just had children, had family Just kind of did just, life? Yeah, just did life, mm-hmm. worked. I was moved back to part-time. Yeah, pretty much, you know, from the outside, looked like a picture-perfect little family. Well, yeah, Jim, you shared that uh, career-wise, things were just going great financially. Mm. Mm. 
Yeah, to the point of um, buying an investment property, mm-hmm. um, having Jim's parents live quite close, so they were on hand to do babysitting. Mm-hmm. And Overseas holiday. Overseas holidays, yeah. yeah. Look, life was, I guess it was, that you know, the whole Australian keeping up with the Joneses, mm-hmm. you know, you buy a better house, you renovate a house, you do all those things. Um, but so. the two of you as a couple, what was happening? Well, I guess looking at what my family did, um, we were just doing the same thing. We were both just working towards this goal of having a house and just doing holidays and buying things and and just moving on. Um, Material possessions? Yeah, yeah. Look, I don't think we lacked anything. There was Mm -hmm. um, nothing there at all. Jim really, he was working six days and obviously on the, you know, the weekend he just wanted to rest. And of course that was when I was like, come on, let's go on have a picnic or uh-huh. let's go and yeah. catch up with these people that, yeah. and, <laughs> you know, beach. yeah, go to the beach. You know, that was yeah. my, my favourite. Um, so, yeah, life just kept going on and we eventually had four children and needed a bigger property as well. So, we ended up buying a property with two houses. So, Jim's parents came along with us oh, wow. um, as okay. well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, they lived with us for, I guess, 20 years in mm-hmm. a sense. Um up until 2009, when things started to get a bit shaky, I felt, I felt something was wrong. Um, we were living in Hillsville, and it was when the um, the bushfires were really quite bad. So, there was mm-hmm. a lot of stress in mm-hmm. and around that. Black um, Saturday? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Yeah. My parents lived about a kilometre from where the, the front was, so we were hosting mm. them a lot. I just lost my grandmother. She mm. died mm-hmm. um, just before that. My second daughter was having trouble at school. She was being bullied and... Um, Things were just not right. Mm, a lot of stuff all at once. Yeah, happened. yeah. And I just remember sitting and going, there's something wrong here. There's something something going on. Um, ended up taking our daughter out of the school that she was in to get her away. Um, put her into a beautiful Christian school, lovely nurturing place. Mm. Um, six months after that, moved the other three children, the oldest one kicking and screaming because <laughs> she was pretty settled where she was. <laughs> But then just really felt this is a really different community. This is really loving. Um, you fill in the enrolment form and I think I put Christian. Yeah, sure. I believe in God. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I know all the stories, you know, <laughs> David and Goliath, all that. I'm sure they were real. That's all it is to it. Well, that, that's it. But then probably about a year after that, I thought, no, there's something still wrong. We've got some underlying depression issues within the family. I'd had postnatal depression, mm. seemed to get over that, struggled a little bit in that year with the bushfires and losing my grandmother um, with the children and thought, no, look, I I need some help. Um, So I ended up reaching out to a counsellor who does Christian mentoring and I thought, look, I I knew her as a teacher years and years ago and thought, oh, look, she's doing that. I I don't know, her name just popped into my head so I searched her up, gave her a call and and met up. Um, And it was in the first meeting she said, I think... Your, your family might benefit from going to church. And I thought, how's that going to help anything? I don't understand. Okay, look, let's give it a go. And I guess I came home and thought, all right, how am I going to tell Jim about this? I don't know how he's going to go with this. Um, what did you expect? I guess, incidentally, as well, we've had other family members involved in churches and mm. um, in the past, and we've seen some pretty crazy far-out things and thought, mm. oh, you're a bit loopy. <laughs> um, so I thought, well, how can I market this? Are you going to put a good spin on it? I, I did. I, I had a drive home, obviously, after having my my meeting with my mentor and um, thought, okay, well, I've got the kids in Christian school and um, maybe I'll say, how about we go to church as a family to learn more about what they're learning at school so oh, we can kind of good understand what they're doing and, and look, at, it might be good for the family. So that was the spin. 
and it seemed to do the job and, and Jim thought, oh, hang on, he, he'd done some um, school council work and um, known some of the, the chaplains for each of the schools and he said, oh, look, I know this guy and this guy and this guy. I'm going to give this guy a call and I think we'll go to that church. And I thought, all right, okay, well, that sounds great. Okay, and so you did not know what was going on behind his eyes in his mind at that time. Not at all. Jim, Not can at you all. briefly refresh our memory to what happened, what you were thinking at that time? Yeah, uh, I guess from my perspective, she'd come home and said, oh, look, what do you think about maybe we could go to church? And uh, I was just thinking, yeah, this would be an ideal way for me to be able to uh, leave the family and, and be able to have them be safe, be nurtured and protected i guess in so you could leave the family and it would ease your conscience i guess let's just be blunt about it that's right but you're thinking about it yeah lee you had no idea no idea you're just happy he wants to go to church yeah yeah didn't know he had ulterior motives not Mm. at all not at all so Um, what happened well the church was amazing um that had some people praying that they they wanted some teenage girls we brought that the pastor before you even arrived yeah they were praying that some teenage girls would yeah be there for their children to hang out with? Is that the idea? Well, no, because they'd actually got some funding because of all of the bushfires for um, a youth pastor, and they didn't actually have too many youth. Oh, so they probably would be good to have some like, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had some young kids. Yeah, they not, had some younger, so our younger two fit in well with, with a lot of the families there, but um, they ended up getting a, a quite a good youth program going, mm. and oh, okay. that, that really was good for my girls. The pastor and his family were really good too. They um, really helped and um, I think in, even in the first um, time we'd gone to church, stand up, sing this. Okay, sit down, hear this. Um, so you don't have any church background to so this little is all bit, Yeah, strange. well, I'd had it from well, years yeah. and years ago, but as a child, so yeah. I hadn't been, I guess, in big people church. Um, <laughs> and then I think there was a, it was even a, um, a communion service and, and you thought, oh, what do we do now? Or do we just do we go up and take that stuff or, or what do we yeah. do? And I, I can't remember. I think we actually did, but it was the second time week. I thought, no, I don't think I'm supposed to do this mm. yet. Yeah. Um, but anyway. kind of the, feeling your way out. Yeah, yeah. It was like, this. This, I don't know why I'm doing this, so maybe I won't do that. Hmm. Um, so the pastor thought it'd be a good idea for us to learn a bit more and, and offered us to do a, a Christianity Explored course. Now, let me just stop you there. Jim had this profound experience right from the first sermon. Okay. It just hit him yep. right between the eyes, I mm. guess you could say. Yeah. Convicted. Yep, convicted straight away. But you, well, obviously you were in a completely different place at the time. I didn't feel uncomfortable. I thought, mm. no, this is good. We're learning about God and this mm-hmm. is helping the kids and yep. it seems like a loving place to be. But um, I guess I still was missing that connection. Mm. Um, and... It was probably midway through the Christianity Explored course that I kind of went, oh, I get it. I get who Jesus is. I get what he did. Okay, I'm Christian now. And it was like my eyes were opened and what do I do now? Um, Okay, I have to get baptized. Oh, what else can I do? Um, I can read this. I can do this. So you're on fire. Oh, absolutely. Accepting Jesus as your Savior, you're moving on. Life changed. Hmm. I woke up the next day, I think, um, because it had been that night and I'd gone to bed and, and had that kind awakening or something and really thought, Okay, I get it now. I get, oh, life's going to be perfect now. This is fantastic. Little did you know at the time. Not at all. Not at all. So, again, it's full steam ahead now. I've got this perfect life, perfect family. We're all going to church. We've all got God. Everything's great. Um, To the point that I even, towards the end of the year, um, applied to go to Bible college because I thought, no, look, I've I've missed out so much. I need to catch up. Um, What can I do? And the minister was saying, look, you haven't actually been been, um, a Christian for a year yet. They probably won't take you. But um, 
I just wouldn't take no for yeah. an answer. So <laughs> oh, well. I ended up going to visit um, the local Bible college and just signing up. And even a few of them were there were saying, oh, maybe you just need a bit more time in the church. I'm like, oh, look, no, 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 I really need to be here. And and I guess I got in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good on you. <laughs> yeah, so it was all full Taking steam Taking the ahead. bowl by the horns. Absolutely. Ready to go. So this is all about October of 2010. You're listening to The Story. Today, Eric Scadabo is chatting with Lee Raystrick, the wife of our guest last time, Jim Raystrick. They're both in the studio today sharing their story, and as we've been hearing, Lee is feeling very good about life after they both became Christians. But at this point, Jim has still not confessed to her about the affair he had had in the past. We'll hear how Lee responds when we return. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. We're continuing with Eric Scadabo chatting with Lee Raystrick, along with her husband Jim, our guest last time. As we heard before the break, Lee was feeling pretty good about life in their marriage after they both became Christians. However, she did begin to sense that something wasn't quite right. After a bit, I started to feel like there was still something wrong. And I'm thinking, well, how can anything be wrong? You know, God's here now. Mm -hmm. Um... Our family's all on track. Everybody seems to be settled. Um, everything's great. But um, I still felt there was something wrong. And I remember even speaking to my mentor at the time saying, no, I think there's something wrong. I think there's something. Jim's not telling me something. I mm. think there's something wrong. I kind of had had some suspicions about his work colleague. Mm. Um, and I think even maybe asked him a few times, oh, no, no, don't be silly. Don't be silly. Um, and I don't know. I just still felt there was something wrong, obviously, there was something wrong and um, Jim came to me one night and said, look, I'm just going to go away for a bit. I'm just feeling that there's something I've got to work through and so he did and he, he was gone for about a week and we, we kept in contact um, via the phone and I thought, no, th- th- this is not good. Mm. Um, I'm here now with four children, um, with his parents, all asking me questions about what's going on with Jim, where's Jim, what's going on. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why he's not here. I think the hardest thing for me as a parent was I have three girls and one boy and my boy was just lost. and um, mm, Without dad. Yeah, and it, and it was breaking my heart. I just mm. thought, no, he needs his dad. We, we need you. Where, where are you? I, I couldn't answer the questions anymore. So I ended up ringing him um, one night and said, look, you need to come here and you need to tell me what's going on because this is not cool. Yeah, you um, can't continue this way. No, so he did. He he came back. I think we grabbed a, a coffee back in the day when we could still drink caffeine mm. and sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when he sat down and, and told me what had been going on. Um, that he was having an affair at yeah, that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I guess, well, had ended by that mm. stage. Um I don't know really the full story in and around that, but um, yeah, so so that was that. And um, I guess in some ways I felt relieved because I knew what was wrong now mm. and it, everything started to make sense. Mm. And, you know, then I could look back at different things and go, oh, I get it now. So I guess when he finished speaking, I um, 
walked him to the front door and said, okay, um, you can go back to where you were staying. Again, um, I don't know. I think you'd been sleeping in the office at work or something. Yeah, I don't even know. Said, yeah. Yeah. On the floor. And, yeah. and, uh, and I said, okay. I don't even think there was any sort of question about him coming back um, at that point. I think he, he knew, which was probably why he hesitated in, in telling me and it was such a hard thing. And I think um, after a – well, it was a sleepless night. I, I pretty much – was awake, mm. just crying. Thankfully, the children were all asleep. It's hard to go back to that point, but I really felt my heart was just broken. It was just oh, shattered. Yeah. It was just... Devastated. Everything that I thought life was, mm. was just gone. And I think I remember either texting or, or perhaps we, we'd had a phone conversation and I said, y- you know, it's over. That's it. As a six-month-old Christian, I, I said, oh, yeah, I know the Bible. Adultery equals divorce. Too easy, mm. done. And that's what I thought was going to happen. Um, I guess the church, as a church family came around us, the minister ca- had come down to see me and um, had a big talk, obviously wanted to support us as a family, um, whichever way it was going to go. But I think he threw that curveball in in that, well, you know that, yes, that that's technically that's, that's what the law is and adultery equals divorce, but Jesus came to bring reconciliation. He, he's a God of relationship mm. and um, forgiveness. Obviously, he, we understand the gospel that, you know, Jesus forgave us, mm. so there we need to be forgiving. It gave me a lot more to think about. Still hadn't really changed my mind on anything. Mm. And I guess it was, it was really hard for oh, a yeah. good long while after that. It was, um, I think, after a few days, um, I had to have some difficult conversations with the children. I obviously mm. gave them what they could understand mm. um, for their age and um, more difficult conversations with um, Jim's parents, with my parents, some friends um, and family, but just didn't really want to talk to anybody. It was difficult. And I think I recognised that... Um, our family was not working or going to function too well. Jim could no longer just keep living in the office and um, I couldn't handle being there with the four children by myself and his parents. And um, through speaking with my mentor and her husband, they're, they're both marriage counsellors as well, I think we saw a way forward to do separation in a mm. sense, but to try and keep the family together in a different sense, just to give us each space. So yeah. Yeah, Jim shared that he eventually lived in the upstairs yeah, and you in the yeah, downstairs, so, uh, so you're both in the same house now. Yeah, yeah. So we we kind of had this arrangement that um that that's where he was going to be. It was a yeah, negotiated separation, which um really helped me to have some space and helped Jim. Well, I I, I don't know if it helped Jim. <laughs> Certainly helped me. I enjoyed having the big queen size bed to myself, or <laughs> bedroom to myself for a while. Um, and and I think it helped, especially our younger two children, to have dad back at mm-hmm. home, especially yeah. our boy, and mm-hmm. they could play Xbox together and and all of that. And I think at that point too, into the following year, um, yeah, you're separated, but yeah. you're together, yeah. in the same yeah. house. Yes, mm-hmm. we needed to negotiate, I guess, some some routines in and around. Um, you can be looking after the children here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm going to be going out and doing something here, just to give each other space to do that. Um, going places as a family was tough. Um, continuing to go to church into that following year, I, I'd begun Bible college. You know, oh, really? um, as a quasi separated, that was really difficult. Yeah. And um, I guess looking back, I can be thankful for people that were walking with mm-hmm. us in yeah. this. Yeah, very difficult. Oh uh, yeah, look, it's yeah I, yeah. I was journaling a lot. I could 
potentially write a book at some point about mm. all the different things going through my mind, all the things going mm. on in the family. And, and that continued for about nine months, I think, yeah, Jim said. Yeah, yeah. Yep, for a good part of the year. What finally happened to turn the corner for you? I think um, in my time with God, I would pray every day and pray for Jim, pray for the family, pray for guidance, pray for how this was going to work. I felt like... God gave me a message at one point. I know um, some people can look at you crazy. Oh, God spoke to you. I do feel like he did. I feel Mm. like he said, I put you two together for a reason. Mm. I actually remember arguing with God and saying, (laughs) yeah, um, don't make me do this. (laughs) I can't do this. I'm just too broken. And really felt him minister to me knowing he was going to do this. I didn't have to do this in my own strength. Um, so I guess, I don't know whether I had a conversation with, with Jim at one point saying, look, I feel like God really wants us to try and work on reconciling. So I think it was it was baby steps. It was mm-hmm. really um, trying to do things together as a couple, like um, spend time together talking, spend time together having fun, um, try and spend time together as a family. Jim mentioned that maybe a factor could have been that you saw he was a changed man. Yeah, look, I, I did notice some changes, but I guess um, I was still um, just cautious mm. and wary because I think oh, when, of course. when trust is broken, yeah. you, you kind of start things and think, he said that or he did that, but he, did he really mean that? Mm. Or yeah. So I, I did definitely yeah. notice some changes and definitely see a call on, on his life. Um, it wasn't long after that that I think he felt the call to go to Bible college as well. Yeah. And I think within within a year he was, you know, oh, I'm going to be a you know a pastor for a church. And I said, yeah, this family's too messed up for that. <laughs> so um, <laughs> that, that's been a, a, probably about an eight-year journey. To, we've both come to the point of, yeah, this is actually where God wants yeah. us to be. But yeah. it's it's not been easy. Um, well, unfortunately, we're running out of time, yeah, but yeah. long story short, you reconciled. Yes. You worked through some things. Yep. You finished Bible school? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Jim, you, you go back again? No, I'm not going back. Thanks. <laughs> oh, Jim, you finished seminary? Uh, technically, yes. Uh, I have a degree. I went back and uh, I've almost completed a, uh, a graduate certificate, sorry. Um, but I'm also uh, working towards my master's. So. Oh, wow. Mm. So, it's as I understand it, full force ahead, both of you ministry. Mm. Yeah, and look... Who would have thought after all you've been through? I know, I know. It's it's crazy. And look, that's that's the short story. You know, God has definitely put us through some trials and... and different things to, to really help prepare along the way. You can look back at different things now and go, oh, I can see why that happened. Oh, I can see mm. why that happened. And and really, it's just trusting God. Mm. And we're, we're so much more open now to, mm. I, I think... Yeah, we, the fact that you're even sharing this yeah, is yeah. quite amazing. Yeah, and I think, you know, 10 years ago, we're living in, in you know, a local community and, and all of that and thought well, that's where we would live mm. and, and yeah. end, end up, you know staying there forever, but we've been moved around a lot. Mm, and I think mm. that's preparing us to move into um, wherever the ministry takes us. And that's been a preparing time as well. Mm. Yeah. And because of what you've been through, yeah, yeah, you will be able to minister to hurting people. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Now, I'm going to ask you the same thing I asked Jim. Yeah. Some people are listening today. Unfortunately, they're in a similar situation that you were at yeah. and have been betrayed yeah. and felt devastated, yeah. let down. What would you say to them? Hang in there. Um, if you have a faith, cling on to that. Cling on to God. Pray. 
pray and pray. Um, mm. Get some really good supportive people around you, um, positive people around you, and just see where the journey goes. If you think that there's a spark of hope, look look at that. Mm. Don't look at the, the tough stuff. It's, um, I heard this saying once, you know, two men looked from prison bars. One saw mud, the other saw stars. Look for the stars. Mm. Um, well put. Yep. Well, there is a cliche that says God can turn a mess into a message. Yes. And I think the two of you certainly have a message of hope. Yes. of restoration and reconciliation mm. after things looked pretty bad, pretty yeah, bleak. definitely. Yep, definitely. Look, I'd love to say that um, everything's fantastic and, and all that. There are still things that you need to work mm. through and there's st- yeah. still doubts now and again. There's still issues of, of healing. Um, but again, I'm just hopeful and I just keep mm. going and see what happens next. Yep. Lee Raystrick. Jim, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Thank you. Well, what an incredible story of reconciliation of a marriage that was heading towards permanent separation. But as we heard once again, God got a hold of their hearts and turned their relationship around. And now they are helping other couples in ministry. As we mentioned last time, Jim is a deacon in the Anglican Church and Lee is growing into her role as a pastor's wife. So they have reconciled with each other and it all began when they turned their lives over to God and were reconciled to Him. Some good verses to end today in light of their story are found in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 where it says, All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you, be reconciled to God. Well, that is basically what is happening to Lee and Jim today as they both serve the Lord in ministry. They are now his ambassadors and are imploring others to do what they have done and be reconciled to God. Well, thanks for joining us for Lee and Jim's story. Until next time, I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. The Story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life.